Well, hello, friends. You're listening to the Capital City Christian Church Podcast. I'm Chris, the Communications Director at Cap City, and I'm so glad you're listening, and I would love to chat with you. Send me an email at hello at capitalcitychristian.org. You know what? I say this every single week, and nobody ever sends me an email. If you send me an email after listening to this, I'm going to do something very special for you, I promise. So go ahead and do it today. Today, or at least the Sunday I'm recording this, is a special day. It's Mother's Day. I love my mom. Shout out to Rita Taylor. She's loving and supportive. She goes out of her way to constantly care for others. And I am so lucky to have her as a mom. And we all have moms of some sort. We've all got a biological mom who was either a good mom, a bad mom, or wasn't there for us, or something in between. And some of us have non-bio moms who have been such a rich blessing in our lives. But no matter where our moms fall in that spectrum, as Jesus followers, we're called to love and honor our mothers. Let's dive right in to how we actually honor our moms with our senior minister, Dr. Stephen Doc Pattison. Hey guys, so glad that you are joining us this morning, and it is kind of a weird Sunday, isn't it? Weird in several respects. It's a weird Mother's Day. I mean, I tried digging around a little bit to find some creative gifts for Mother's Day 2020. Let's just hope that 2020 is not the new normal. Now, I suppose you could always go back with one of the Mother's Day cards. I found several that were kind of interesting. This one's for the passive-aggressive. Happy, self-isolating Mother's Day. Uh, I don't know whether that would cheer up your, your mom or not. Or if you're more heartfelt, you might try something like this. Brilliant moms are harder to find than hand sanitizer. And you're supposed to say, ah, right? Uh, it's cute. It's cute. If you have a twisted sense of humor, kind of like I do, I probably would have sent this to my mom and I'd have gotten smacked for it. Something like this. Happy Mother's Day, mom. Hopefully coronavirus won't make it your last. Or if you want really a genuinely more heartfelt idea, how about an actual letter, even handwritten, dear mom, thank you, I love you. I mean, that's the kind of gift that actually might make it into the keepsake box. If you're one of the more practical sorts and you don't want to spend your money on something that's not going to be used, how about a face mask? I found a couple that were kind of interesting. How about this one, essential mom, or this one, the world's most essential mom. Uh, so far, the mom hasn't found its, its way onto the non-essential job list, fortunately. And, and if your mom is the very, very, very best, how about handcrafting a face mask for her out of bacon? Guys, it doesn't get any better than this. Now, if a creative idea, last week, uh, quite a few of us did this drive-by for Alice Todd. Now, that doesn't mean what it used to mean. It was kind of like a whole parade of cars, a bunch of cars, waving signs to Alice who was out on her front lawn and honking horns and, and yelling to her, happy birthday. That was so cool. Uh, probably way cooler than a FaceTime message. And if you want, even maybe a video uh, Mother's Day card. And if you're not quite sure how to pull it off, just ask one of your grandkids. They'll show you. It's a weird, weird Mother's Day. And I'm going to try to make it a little bit weirder because I'm going to kind of slide the apostrophe over one notch. And I'm going to turn Mother's Day into a two-week series. And I'm going to talk about both of your mothers honoring both of your mothers. Because if you're a Jesus follower, you have two. And if you're not a Jesus follower yet, you need two. And your other mother is there and she's ready for you. 
But today I'm going to focus on honoring our physical mothers God's way. And it doesn't matter whether you're male or female. It doesn't matter whether you're old or you're young. We all have a mom. And God says to all of us, honor your mom. We're going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk to you ladies today as one of the moms. I'm going to talk about you as a daughter, how all of us honor our moms. We're all kids. Now, we really do need to be a little bit more creative this year, don't we? This quarantine, this isolation takes some of our options off the table. And we can still make a phone call, use FaceTime, use Facebook, and that's cool. But they all pale in comparison to a hug. I hope it's not the new normal. Some of you guys have moms and grandmas, or some of you moms and grandmas have kids and grandkids who aren't living at home. And be honest, are you going to want to settle for FaceTime when this thing is over, or are you going to be craving that hug? I mentioned the drive-by last week for Alice Todd. It was cool, but there was also a certain pathos to it. We could drive by, but we couldn't stop. The kids from the cars could wave, but they couldn't get out and hug. And there were a lot of kids because Alice Todd is one of our great teachers down in our kids' zone. For many of you guys, your moms are nearby, and that's really cool. So you can drop by our house and leave off some food or you can order her some delivery, but you can't take her to lunch at her favorite restaurant. Did you know that Mother's Day is one of the busiest days of the year for our restaurants and a whole lot of our local cooks and waitresses are going to find it a very difficult Mother's Day? It's an odd time. It's very possible that some of you guys have a mom who's sick or just flat out lonely in this isolation. And I, I know some of you guys have had moms in the hospital, and we can't visit the way we did even a couple of months ago. That's really hard for us pastors. It's even harder for us as kids. You see, guys, what we can do to honor our moms this Mother's Day is pretty good. What we can't do is really hard. And we pray to our God that this is not as good as it's going to get. We can't wait for this thing to be over. But let's talk about what it really means to honor moms God's way, what that really looks like. Guys, it starts back in the Old Covenant with God. It's one of the Ten Commandments, actually commandment number five. Here it is, commandment number five. Honor your father and your mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land that your Lord your God is giving you. Honor your mother. Honor your mom. I wish I could physically. My mom died May 14, 2013. That was seven years ago this coming Tuesday. I miss my mom. My mom was all about her kids. There were seven of us kids and we were close. We were pretty tight-knit until Julie and I actually moved across the country to go to school. That's when Mother's Day became very different for both Julie and me. We made the phone calls we craved the hugs. And I told you that mom was all about her kids, but mom and dad were even more about our God. Four of us kids were out of the home, right on the verge of producing grandkids. By the way, I'm, I'm learning that grandkids are way cooler than kids. Anyway, right at the time that mom was about to get grandkids, she and dad went to Africa as missionaries. That was really hard for my mom as a mom but it was right. Sometimes the right thing is really hard. 
Mother's Day became even more different. There was no easy access back then. There was no Facebook, no FaceTime, no Skype. Phone calls even were hard. And even if we'd had all that, it wouldn't have been enough. We'd still crave the hugs. My mom and dad both came back from Africa pretty beaten up physically. Mom was so grateful to have her family more physically accessible. But by that time, our family was pretty separated geographically. She was out in Oregon, and we were still scattered all over the country. Still, Mother's Days were easier. By the way, I just thought I'd mention that my mom thought that I was nearly perfect. I just wanted you to know that. My mom was a very perceptive woman. And then seven years ago, this coming Tuesday, my mom died. I miss her. So Mother's Day now are kind of bittersweet. God says, honor your mother. Can I still do that today? Am I supposed to do that right now? Now, the Ten Commandments were not written in English. They were actually written in Hebrew. And the word for honor is one of the most important words in the Bible. In Hebrew, it's the word kavod, kavod. Sometimes it's translated honor. Sometimes it's translated glory. And it's not just used for parents like here it is in the Fifth Commandment. Oftentimes, it's used for God. It's not just about how you treat your parents. It's how you treat God. We give honor to God. We give glory to God. We give God a place of precedence. We give God weight. We take God seriously. And God says, honor your parents too. Godly people give parents glory and precedence. Godly people take parents seriously. Do you know that the Ten Commandments of the Old Covenant are actually divided into two parts? The first part, the foundational part, deals with our relationship with God. You shall have no other gods before me. You, you shall not make any, anything in this world into an idol. You will not misuse the name of God. You will keep the Sabbath day holy. The second part deals with our relationship with people, how we treat each other. The second part grows right out of the first part. If we really put God first, if we really honor our God, this is how we behave towards each other. We honor our parents. We don't murder. We don't commit adultery. We don't steal. We don't lie. We don't covet. The hinge commandment, right smack in the middle, is this commandment number five. Honor your parents. You see, dishonoring your parents is also dishonoring your God. And you need to know that this commandment wasn't just written for the little guys. This commandment was written for anybody with parents, which I suspect includes most of us. Now, back in the Old Testament times, they took this stuff really seriously. They actually meant it. The book of Leviticus repeats some of these Ten Commandments in chapter 19, but it changes the wording just a little bit on this one. It says, each of you must show great respect for your mother and your father. Great respect. Each of you must yareh, your parents. Yareh is another one of those really important Bible words with two different meanings. It can mean respect. It also was often translated fear. It's not really the terror kind of fear, but the deep, deep respect kind of fear. It's used in the old covenant of God a lot. We reverence our God. We fear our God. We respect our God and our parents. 
God has to be the first for a Jesus follower, but it's the same kind of thing. People who genuinely respect and genuinely fear and reverence their God also fear and reverence and respect their parents. Do you? Now listen to how seriously they took this stuff. In the Ten Commandments in, in the book of Exodus are found in chapter 20. The very next chapter, chapter 21, has these two verses. Verse 15, next chapter, it says, Anyone who attacks, literally anyone who strikes his father or his mother, must be put to death. Two verses later, anyone who curses his father or his mother must be put to death. Well, the cow, talk about population control. Can you imagine what the 2020 census would look like if God actually enforced this one? I wonder how many of us would be here if God actually enforced this one. And to tell you the truth, Jewish tradition says that the Jewish parents never actually enforced these laws. And yet the laws were there because God knew that children out of control would be a family and a cultural disaster. You buy that? Now, if this honor your father and mother was just an old covenant idea, I would re be reluctant to press on it for us Jesus followers. But it's not just an old covenant idea. Jesus quotes the fifth commandment three times in the Gospels of Matthew and Mark. And the Apostle Paul taught it to the churches. This is from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. The Apostle Paul says, Children, obey your parents. Why? Because you belong to the Lord. It's the right thing to do. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. And then he quotes the promise. He says, if you, if you honor your father and your mother, things will go well for you and you will live a long life on the earth. Now, guys, that is not an ironclad guarantee. It's one of these wisdom principles. Honoring in your father and your mother will make your life way better. And I want you to notice one other little piece. It says... Honor your parents, obey your parents, because you belong to the Lord. Because it's the right thing to do. He doesn't say honor your parents because they belong to the Lord. Honor your parents because they do the right thing. This commandment isn't just for those who are lucky enough to have great parents. He says, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. Because it is the right thing to do. Telling you guys, we need to hear this stuff over and over again because sometimes it's pretty hard to honor our parents. Bottom line, there are no perfect parents. None of us will have a perfect parent. None of us will be a perfect parent. We all sin, the Bible says. We all stumble in many ways, which means we're all going to sin against our kids and we're going to make a boatload of mistakes as parents. Every single parent wounds his kids. Every single kid can make a great case for dishonoring his father or his mother. You can make a case against your parents, and your kids are going to be able to make a great case against you. God says, do it anyway. You know why? Because you belong to the Lord, because it's the right thing to do. And that's pretty hard for a lot of us kids, because a lot of us kids are pretty stubborn. Just like there are no perfect parents, there are absolutely no perfect kids. You're not the exception. I'm not the exception, despite what my mom might say. 
I know that all of us chafe when someone tries to civilize the little barbarian hearts that all of us have inside of us. It's part of the job of a mom. So there are going to be tensions, and you're going to be able to find reasons to dishonor your parents. But there's no fine print at the bottom of this fifth commandment. It doesn't have all these exception clauses. It doesn't mean honor your parents only if you think they're deserving. It doesn't mean honor your parents only if you think they're worthy. I mean, even if they are personally entirely unworthy, we can still honor the position that they hold in our life. And it doesn't mean honor your parents if they reciprocate, if she honors you back. Remember the Apostle Paul says, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, because it's the right thing to do. Guys, right is right. It's right whether or not someone treats you right back or not. It's a hard idea, isn't it? And it doesn't mean honor your mom and your dad when it feels right, when it feels good. Guys, sometimes doing the right thing isn't easy. Sometimes it doesn't feel good. It may feel great. It may not. It may be one of the hardest things you ever try to do in your life. How it makes you feel inside is irrelevant. What's right is right. And it doesn't mean honor your parents when others are honoring theirs, when your friends are honoring their parents, when your siblings are honoring their parents, when the world decides it's okay to honor your parents. Guys, we live in a world in which dishonoring your mom and your dad is becoming an art form. Mocking your parents, marginalizing your parents, flat out ignoring your parents is the stuff of comedy. Well, this may sound quaint and prudish, but I don't think God laughs. One guy put it like this. He says, ultimately, we live for an audience of one, just one. When our God talks to us, we listen. God says, do it. Someday you'll you'll understand. Okay, guys, let's get down to where the rubber hits the road. Let's say that we choose to do it God's way because he doesn't force himself on us yet. He lets us choose whether to obey him or not. But I'm just telling you guys, doing life God's way will never, ever make your life worse. Our God is pretty smart, exponentially smarter than any of us. And doing life his way is kind of like trusting the owner's manual. Doing his life his way will make your life way better, and it'll make you better at life. So how do we get it done? How do we honor our parents? Specifically, how can you honor your mom on this very, very strange, weird Mother's Day? Well, guys, a lot of that depends on how old you are, because it changes as you grow older, doesn't it? I mean, it's still going to be there. You're never going to grow too old to honor your mom. But the how does change. Now, we tend to think kids, children in the home, and our families, biological families, Aubrey and Caden are three, Jackson is six, Stephen is 13, Morgan is 16, for kids honoring your parents, uh, honoring your mom, means showing respect, being obedient, without the attitude. I mean it, without the attitude. God-honoring kids give their moms respect and obedience without the attitude. As long as you're in your parents' home, as long as your parents are providing for you, taking care of you, you owe them the respect and obedience. In fact, you owe God respecting your mom. 
Now, I've seen that challenged a lot to a whole lot of Christian kids. They find it perfectly acceptable to diss their mom, lie to their mom. I've even watched kids try to prove their love for their girlfriend or boyfriend by pushing away their mom. It's not God's way. Now, it does change as you get older. Alethea, I think, is about 43. Andy's about 40, maybe. I do the math, but I can never remember when their birthdays are. Alethea doesn't have to obey Julie now like she did when she was Morgan's age. Andy doesn't have to call Julie or me to get permission to keep Monica out late. But they still owe us respect as Jesus followers. Maybe harder as you get older, because for one reason, you're going to be able to see your parents' faults more clearly. Every parent has them. But did you know that you can honor a mom even when you see what a mess she is sometimes? In fact, maybe those are the very most important times to honor a mom or a dad. And even at my age, I mean, I've got grandkids, um, and I'm not too far, I suspect, from great-grandkids. I hope that's a few years down the pike. But I've got a mom, too. When my mom was alive, honoring my mom meant continuing to show her respect and love, continuing to affirm her, never abandoning her. Now, I used to pay a lot of attention to a a counselor called Dr. Laura. She wasn't a Christian counselor, but she was a great counselor. And I came across a list one time in one of her books on how to honor your parents practically. Here are four of the things that she said. These are ageless. Piece one. She said, we honor our parents by addressing them with respect. And she says, even if we don't always respect them. That means we don't raise our voices to them or yell at them means we don't speak condescendingly to them. We don't treat them like children. It means we refrain from sarcasm. We bite our tongues. It means that we will not embarrass them by how we speak to them in public, or I've seen this so many times, how you talk about them on the social media. Have you ever walked through a store and just wanted to yank some jerk kid outside for a come-to-Jesus beating? Well, I haven't haven't either. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. But we honor our parents by speaking to them respectfully. Piece two. She says we honor our parents by making sure they're taken care of when they can no longer take care of themselves. Now, I'm going to repeat that one because I want to make sure my kids hear that one. Dr. Laura says we honor our parents by making sure we take care of them when they can no longer take care of themselves whether that means allowing them to move in, which my kids have already done for Julie and me, go figure, or whether that means arranging for quality care, or whether that means just keeping watch over them and being there for them. I mean, they took care of us when we were young, and now it's our turn to make sure they're taken care of when they're old. In fact, the Apostle Paul took this so seriously that he put it like this. He says, those who don't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, that would include our parents, they have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. That's hard. Piece three, she says, we honor our parents by not resenting what they're not or what they didn't do. This one's huge. I mean, like I said, there are no perfect parents. Every parent does it wrong a lot. As kids, we don't need to confront their every fault. That's God's job. I've seen way too many kids go through life hating their parents. 
and it doesn't just scar their parents. It's a poison in the heart of the hater. I mean, the Bible tells us all have sinned, all of us fall short, all of us stumble in many ways. So those of us who have tasted God's amazing grace need to give as much as we've been given. Piece four, last one, she says, we honor our parents by keeping them connected to family. And the truth is, as time goes on, that may be what a whole lot of moms crave most, contact, letters, calls, visits, hugs. For some moms, connection with family is a huge part of their life. And I've got to admit, I was way better at staying connected to my mom than I am right now connected with my dad. Maybe because my mom thought I was nearly perfect and my dad knows better. Anyway, when parents are disconnected, sometimes by their choice, things are broken. Randy, my preaching partner, told me about a funeral that he did recently, and one of the kids said this about her mom, I believe. She said she died the way she wanted to. She died so we couldn't hug her. I mean, how awful is that to die cold and bitter? It's not God's way to die disconnected. Now listen, guys, I know that this stuff is really hard for some of you all, because I know that some of you guys have parents who don't deserve much, if any, honor at all. I know some of you guys have parents who have hurt you incredibly deeply. I know some of you have been devastated by abuse or neglect, and I don't want to deny your parents' sin or the pain that it caused you. Someday, every one of us parents, every parent will have to give an account of themselves to God. But I want to encourage you to learn how to forgive, to move on. Because I want you to learn how to obey God and honor Him. And part of honoring Him is honoring them. Even if they never became the kind of parents that we wish they were. So guys, let me wrap this up. How are you going to honor your mom today? How are you going to get it done? For those whose moms are nearby, it probably will be a little different than you would have. FaceTime is cool. A hug is better. Maybe you can start by letting her know that you miss her. You miss her presence. You miss her touch. Or maybe you can give her an IOU for dinner with her at her favorite restaurant once it opens back up. Maybe your mom isn't that close. Your calls, the flowers, the little gifts, the Mother's Day face masks, the bacon, Mother's Day cards, they're all great. Letting her know that you're looking forward to her hugs too, maybe that's better. What about guys like me? My mom's dead. Can I honor her? Absolutely I can. I can still give my mom the very best honor Mother's Day gift that any child can give any God-honoring mom. I can honor her by being a good man. I can honor her by guarding her name. Best of all, I can honor her by fulfilling the greatest dream of any God-honoring mom. I can honor her by joining her in heaven and dragging as many with me as I can. Guys, there is nothing that will bring a God-honoring mom more joy than seeing her kids connected with God. 